0: My name is Ben.
1: And I'm Nora.
0: And we're your hosts of the Two Vague podcast this week. Nora, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing pretty well.
0: How's the weather going out there for you guys?
1: It's supposed to be like a small blizzard. All today, you weren't supposed to drive because the streets are wet.
0: Oh, okay. Now there
1: are big waves on the lake. Surf's up on the lake.
0: Lake Michigan.
1: Yes. The big one. Well, not the biggest one, second biggest one. Right. I just thought of this. I have to be up tomorrow and dressed and all ready for company at 8 a.m.
0: Oh, Lord. What are you doing? Anything fancy?
1: They changed the um, Xfinity. Uh, they, they got a different package in the building. Okay. And so there people are coming to install two television boxes, one in like your living room, one in wherever else you want it. Okay. And now we only have one. And then the, what do you call it, that gives us internet?
0: <laughs> the wireless router.
1: Thank you, the wireless router. Yeah. I wish we got two of those because mine still doesn't go in my bedroom. I mean, my internet. Yeah. I spent $120 or something for a internet extender.
0: Oh, and it, it doesn't work? or?
1: It does sometimes, but it's not, you know, it's still weak. Hmm. Technology. Can't live with it. Can't live without it.
0: It's very true. I just don't do anything with The internet in my bedroom so it's just kind of like I don't have an extender I just do it in the living room but yeah do you have enough hdm1 cables
1: (laughs) h e m e one
0: no h d m i -I, cables
1: yes yes My, my 15 foot cord
0: but you only have one
1: yeah but then I have a three three foot cord too
0: oh gotcha I guess that's exciting right are you getting better internet or better
1: the TV package is much better. Okay, I don't. I hardly watch TV though, but I might because there's got there's so much stuff on on there. It's stronger internet. Okay, whatever that means.
0: Yeah, They can bench more. <laughs>
1: right. People have been complaining about their internet being intermittently mm-hmm. going out. And my mind does too, but it's just been the past couple of weeks so I figured they were working on it or something.
0: Right. Yeah, and for me it's the same thing with my internet service provider. It's going out a lot more than I think it should, but it is what it is. It's probably the best I can get right now, so we'll right. just stick with it. Speaking of watching things, have you seen any good movies lately?
1: Well, mine, of course, are on streaming. Right. And basically, I'm still into my British stuff. Okay. I'm trying to think. I, I Yeah, I saw a couple, but...
0: But I do recall that you've seen a couple of our themed word today, which is mystery.
1: Mystery, yes. Yeah, that's my con- almost <laughs> constant watch. It's mystery. Oh, yeah? But nice mystery.
0: Okay, what is a nice mystery?
1: It doesn't have a lot of blood and guts. Uh, basically, there's a dead person. That's it. He's dead. Put police tape around and put up a tent. Yes. You know, and that's all. And then you do all the detecting.
0: And maybe even not a body, just a chalk outline.
1: You no, know, I think they quit doing those, but I think... <laughs>
0: There was a bit on uh, one of the Zucker, Abrams Zucker movies uh, for a police squad where there was a, a murder that was committed on a boat and they had a floating chalk outline.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was pretty funny.
1: Yeah, that, that is good.
0: Yeah, I have a movie I'm going to... I might wait because it might be a mystery, it might not. I don't watch much in the way of television mysteries, although I do like some of those... The procedurals with, yeah. you know, the FBI or whatever. So the word today is mystery. Mystery. Life is but a mystery.
1: Well, that depends on your state of mind.
0: Oh, what if my state of mind is Ohio?
1: Ha <laughs> ha What? <laughs> Don't do that to me because I can't think of anything <laughs> now.
0: <laughs> but. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll keep on message from here on out, or at least I'll try to. Well, we'll see. Not promising anything, but life is but a mystery.
1: Except, and I said, well, that depends. Okay. I mean, some people just sort of go around and life's not a mystery. They just go around, da 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 da.
0: Even though it is. Right. I mean, but they don't, it's not to them. Right. Because
1: they're not thinking about it.
0: So they just think of life as predictable. Pretty much. That's boring. Isn't that boring?
1: I agree. I agree.
0: Nothing to explore, nothing to discover, nothing to learn if everything is predictable and known, wouldn't you say?
1: Well, uh, life things.
0: Life things?
1: Like, you go to school, Uh you learn in school, but that's predictable. I mean, people have been doing it for more than a century. Right. That's expected. It's expected that you'll probably date somebody... And you'll probably get married. I, I, when I gotta say, I'm terrible. When I pictured somebody just going along, da, 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 hmm. I pictured pictured a female. Oh, that's terrible.
0: Well, I don't know if it's terrible. You're a female. I mean, that would make sense.
1: But, but it would also kind of infer that the males have something to do, and they're not a mystery.
0: Well, let me just say for the record, women have always been a mystery and not a mystery to me. Okay. Because I get along better with women. Yes. As far as talking and discussing and having conversations, I can connect with women better than I can connect with men in general in my experience. Yes. But when it comes to like love stuff, Jesus, I have no idea. <laughs> that will continue to be a mystery to me. Maybe intentionally a mystery. I don't know.
1: Well, I, I think the people that I, I was talking about just going and accepting what is supposed to come, mm-hmm. they might, I mean, it might not be a mystery because, well, yeah, you're supposed to fall in love. So this must be love. Let's get married. Let's have a family and you know, all that stuff. Right. So that might, you know, it might just be Stepford Wives oh, or Lord. something. I don't know.
0: Are we talking about pod people now? No, 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 no. Yikes how we got on that subject
1: dissuaded yeah I just what's that thing we're doing just 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 oh, what's that word tangent going off on a tangent digressing <laughs> 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 that was the biggest digression yeah that's
0: pretty that's pretty yeah that's very digressive i don't know digress <laughs> yeah but how we got off on that tangent is a mystery, is it not?
1: Yes, it is.
0: So let's talk about what the definition of mystery is. Oddly enough, there are a lot of different definitions. Did you look up a lot of these?
1: Yeah, I looked some up. Right. There are like four basic ones that I came across. The first one is something that is difficult or impossible to understand or explain. Yeah. Okay. The mis- mysteries of outer space, the mystery of um i don't know how love happens you know that sort of thing
0: yeah the mystery of the colon
1: <laughs> i don't know if that's a mystery anymore
0: i don't know it depends on the colon i suppose oh speaking of did you see that uh raquel welch raquel welch yes speaking of the co- mysteries of the colon raquel welch uh uh-huh. actress in fantastic voyage
1: okay she she was a fe- female musketeer too wasn't she?
0: I think so. She was in a lot of things where she's uh, talked about as the the first sex symbol, I guess, in movies. But I don't quite agree. Uh,
1: yeah, I, that's somebody's opinion.
0: Yeah. I mean, she was an attractive woman. Oh, yeah. And actually watching and seeing her in Fantastic Voyage, you know, why doesn't that movie get remade? That would be an amazing sort of movie to remake, I think. Yeah. You can do a lot of interesting things with the way the body works nowadays with computer graphics and such
1: yeah you're right you're right
0: not to get off the subject which we've already gotten off of several times
1: we we keep doing yeah
0: the next definition you said the something that is impossible to understand is the first one the first noun right
1: and then um, the next one is a novel play or movie
0: okay
1: dealing with a puzzling crime especially a murder right and then there's one about secret rights of certain societies greeks romans pagan religions, and you accept the rites. They're a mystery.
0: Is it a theological sort of?
1: No, that's the fourth one. Oh, okay. These are groups, tribes, whatever, that aren't, aren't necessarily um, theological. Okay. Okay. Like the mysteries of analytic psychology. Analytical. No, no, no. That doesn't fit analytical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we used the same di- dictionary, did we?
0: Yeah, I believe so. Uh. <laughs> Mr. Oxford. Yeah. Senior Oxford.
1: That's not Oxbow's cousin.
0: No. No.
1: Oh, okay.
0: All Ox right, and right. Ford. <laughs> anyway.
1: Yes. And then the fourth one is Christian theology and I don't know. I would imagine it's other theology as well. Mm-hmm. Why they said Christian? I mean, other places have their gods, their prophets, right? And it's a matter of accepting on faith mm-hmm. that it's this mystery is true. They don't know the answer, right? Except on. You know, just with faith. And and that's not just Christian.
0: That's pretty much any religion, right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Interesting. There is sort of a mystical sense about the word in the origin as well. Middle English, the sense of mystic presence, hidden religious symbolism, which is from the old French. You know French, right?
1: Well, I did 50, 60 years ago.
0: Okay. <laughs> from the old French, mystery. Mystere. Mystere. Yeah. That's what it is. Mister. <laughs> yeah.
1: Stare. Except you you swallow your R.
0: Mystere. And then Latin uh, Mysterium from the Greek Mysterion related to mystic. So there are a lot of these mystical sort of connections you can make with the word yeah. mystery.
1: I think it has a lot to do with it. I'm you know.
0: Essentially the gist, I mean, if I were to summarize mystery what it means. It's an unknown to be solved in general, or you can just let it be a mystery. Exactly. When we were talking about this earlier offline, you were saying once you know the solution, yeah, it's no longer a mystery.
1: Mystery, exactly. Yeah. All the books I read, you know, I read tons of mysteries and they start out as mysteries, mm-hmm. but somewhere near the end, around the denouement, I suppose, that you find out what all happened. And so, there goes the mystery. It's all solved. Yeah. You know.
0: Denouement. Okay. Climax, change of events, usually when something is decided or made clear. I'm sorry, I've never used that word before, denouement.
1: Oh, really? I use it all the time.
0: Because it's, that's very similar in the, like, you know what I mean? Denouement. It looks like denouement.
1: Oh, dear. I thought I was bright and cheery and all ready for today.
0: But... Let me just see. So, it is denouement. Either that, or I looked up the wrong word.
1: <laughs> it's French. Yeah, it's a French word that has become accepted in English.
0: Oh, I gotcha. Okay,
1: it is a French word, but that's what they—that's what they use when the mystery unravels. Uh, you know, like everybody. Yeah.
0: Okay, it's not a epitome epitome thing here. It's just a different way of pronouncing it. That
1: probably yes, yes, yes. Okay.
0: Because, like I said, when you said that, I was like, does she mean denouement? Because that's what I would say. Denouement I've never used.
1: Now you're making me second guess myself. Did I say it right? <laughs> I'm going to sound stupid. No. <laughs> oh, well, the thing, I'm sure I said it the way I've always said it, the way I learned it.
0: Yeah. So That's why I say epitome.
1: I got to say, that kind of messed me up when I had my first guitar. Oh, yeah? Back in college. Yeah, it was... An epitome, oh, or o n e. I can't remember. Right, probably o n e. And I actually asked someone; might have been Adam.
0: <laughs> How it was pronounced?
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Because I, I'm because th- y- you guys doing that thing about a uh, epit- uh yeah, epitome. Epitome, <laughs> epitome? yeah. Is, is this is this guitar an epitome or is it an pit a epitome? <laughs>
0: <laughs> A pitony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Pronunciation. We'll get off the Dana thing because I, I think I knew what you were talking about when you were saying it. I just didn't know it was the same thing. I was second guessing myself. <laughs> the final part of the play or movie or narrative. Right. When you think of mystery, what are some of the things that you think of? Is it television, media, books primarily? Because I know... Your mother was a big fan of mysteries, was she not? Yes, yes, she was. Miss Marple, I think. Well, that was one of them. Yeah.
1: She she was a lot uh, more broad in her reading than that. Okay, <laughs> That was one of them. She, and she did like mysteries. Yeah. So uh, it's just like her daughter likes mysteries now. Right. Always has. Yeah, movies, TV, and books. Probably books first because I actually read more books then I watch shows of any kind. Okay, I, I've taken to reading cozy mysteries.
0: Okay. I don't understand the genre of cozy. You've said cozy mysteries before.
1: Okay. The dead, you don't see the gutted dead body.
0: You see the chalk outline.
1: If, if you do, you, or you hear so-and-so's dead. Right. And everybody is nice. And they get along and they go to bars and bakeries together.
0: Right. There's no one swindling <laughs> or killing or...
1: Oh, no. There's people... There. Yeah, there's bad people. But they're, they're nicely bad. I mean, they're not evil.
0: Oh, okay.
1: They're not... Um,
0: I'm sorry. I didn't quite get that evil.
1: evil. <laughs> well, I'm not going to repeat it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it sounded pretty evil when you said it. Let me just say.
1: Like, kill Bill evil. I like don't know.
0: Like, evil. Evil that like yes. the fruits of the devil. Huh? <laughs> yeah. No, never no, it's it's from a movie that uh, one of actually uh, the Pentaveret. Uh, oh, yeah, it's I from see. a Mike Myers movie. Okay,
1: I don't remember that, but I did see it.
0: Yeah, it wasn't from Pentaveret, but it was from a Mike Myers movie oh, called okay. So I Married an Axe Murderer.
1: Okay, okay, which
0: was one of my favorites, Jeez. but. <laughs>
1: I also like mysteries if they're a comedy, by the way.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Basically, I want to either laugh or feel good. Okay. And this has come about since I got older. Right. I think it was around November 7th, 2016.
0: Wow, that's very specific.
1: Yes, it certainly is. And it's like I just turn to anything comfortable, like sucking your thumb. Okay. Uh, So that's when cozy mysteries came. I mean, I, I'd read some before, but it's like, man, I just wanted to read those and just go into my own little world Okay, and not think about what the world was.
0: Yeah. Okay. I've never heard that descriptor before, but looking at things like Goodreads and looking at other literary websites, there is a cozy mystery genre that I was not, uh, I was not aware
1: Truthfully, I think that's fairly new in literature, uh, g- genres in uh, maybe 20 years or something mm-hmm. that they're calling it that, Yeah. but I don't remember it when I was younger. Okay. When mom was reading Agatha Christie stories, right? she wasn't reading a cozy mystery. I mean, that isn't what it was categorized as okay. just as a mystery, but it is a cozy mystery.
0: You know, um, hard-boiled like they they call some things like hard-boiled or soft-boiled
1: oh hard-boiled cozy
0: mystery is referred to as soft-boiled oh yeah as a direction yeah cozy mysteries also known as cozies
1: yeah oh my (laughs) subgenre of
0: crime fiction where sex and violence occurs off stage
1: i I kind of described that didn't i
0: exactly no blood no you know just kind of like this happened you're like okay don't picture it
1: yeah, yeah. Now, the sex parts, every once in a while, we have a cozy author who thinks they should add sex into this. Oh. And it's like, I read, I start reading it and it's like, oh, Jesus Christ, that's not what I'm reading this book for. Yeah. There's books I could go to if I want, you know, but I still keep reading it just sort of.
0: That's some other sort of egg variant then.
1: Yes, yes, yes. That's a scrambled or something.
0: I, I don't know if it would be, I would say uh, poached, maybe. I think it's a poached.
1: Might be. Might be.
0: Put that sex in there. It's it's a poached. (laughs) We should characterize everything by egg preparation.
1: (laughs) That, I don't know. No? I don't know. I don't know. I think we don't have enough egg preparations.
0: You don't think so? To do
1: that. Okay. Uh -uh. All right. No. 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 Unless we generalize and put things in a group, too many things in one group. Yeah. You know. So, like well, children's books and cozy
0: mysteries all so, together. That's so over easy. <laughs> it's not even funny. <laughs> ha ha
1: ha.
0: <laughs> yeah, the mystery, the soft boiled or cozy mystery. Interesting. Ent- yep. I Interesting. Didn't, yeah. I wanted to see if that was an actual genre. I wasn't going to ask you, but yeah, it is an actual genre. Yeah. Golden age of detective fiction is what they refer to as cozy, which was coined in the 20th century. Ah. So, anything on television. Okay. I think yeah wouldn't that be considered a cozy mystery, like murder she wrote or Matlock that or... sort
1: of thing, yes, yeah, well, yeah, probably Matlock, some of the t v programs weren't cozy,
0: oh yeah, yeah, back, even back then, you
1: know, but many, many were right, a lot of the stuff on public broadcasting
0: p b s yeah, yeah, gotcha,
1: a lot of the mysteries that they had were cozy type. Uh, you didn't see Blood and Guts.
0: And the Cozy Mysteries you watch are like BBC mostly?
1: Yes, BBC and ITV.
0: What the U.S. audience seems to like is is sort of a less cozy and more blood and guts, dead bodies, morgues. Right. People pulling out all sorts of organs and whatnot.
1: Right, right. Now, I have to say, in the Cozy Mysteries, when they do autopsies, they do have some blood and guts. Oh, okay. Sometimes. But the guy's dead, or the girl's dead. So, eh, you know.
0: (laughs) It's now an object.
1: Yes, right.
0: The cadaver. Yeah. I don't know why, when I say the word cadaver, I always think of magic.
1: Abracadabra. Cadaver.
0: Cadaver. Abracadabra.
1: How many coroners have said that?
0: (laughs) Cadaver or abracadaver
1: no abracadaver uh let me show you let me show you what i found in this body oh abracadaver
0: here we go i'm sure many many have even more so if they're related to
1: us (laughs) i I don't know if we have any coroners in the
0: maybe in lithuania who knows but yeah Yeah, back to cozy mysteries okay so when you watch a movie do you prefer the cozy mystery movie is that sort of what Glass Onion was? Yes. Do you saw the original movie, Knives Out, also, correct?
1: I'm sure I did.
0: Okay. But, you know, my mind. It features a detective. Yeah. I'm curious about the genre. It's not like a cooperative sort of thing where a police unit or whatever together solve a mystery.
1: Sometimes. That's that's one of the new uh, catches coming, getting a little bit popular. The, the police are always fighting against the civilian who's trying to solve the case because they're real smart.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And the police, no, we have to do this our way, blah, blah. But it, then every once in a while, they get together and they discover they both could use each other Yeah. or need each other. Right. And, and so there are a number of them where you have a civilian and a police person that detect together unofficially
0: that's kind of like only murders in the building
1: yeah i haven't seen the new
0: i haven't seen the second season yet but the first season was very much like that i think
1: there's a third season i saw the
0: first and second okay
1: i think there's a third
0: i let my hulu lapse but they're going to be in a month or two my service on because my service is now going to be off for
1: oh okay okay
0: i've got a regular thing So now Netflix and Paramount Plus are off and Hulu and Disney will probably be on pretty soon once I get tired of YouTube and end up.
1: Netflix is expensive. Oh, yeah. It's like $16 a month or something.
0: You can go lower. I mean, I I think I was paying somewhere in that neighborhood, but I was getting streamed lower quality video because I really didn't care too much. So... The lower quality was fine by me, so I paid a little less.
1: When I started, it was like nine ninety nine or eight ninety nine, right? You know, so it's gone up. Yeah, regularly, mm, it's a mystery.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I don't think it's a mystery. I think it's greed. Greed is a better way to put it. So mysteries, the cozy variety. I saw an action comedy, but there is an element of mystery to this, where there are a bunch of contract killers on a train
1: oh Oh, okay
0: (laughs) yeah the movie was called bullet train a brad pitt vehicle oh okay where you've got all these contract killers on a train you sort of know what the main contract killer brad pitt who pretty much you're seeing the story mostly through their eyes but You know what their focus is, but you don't really know all the other contract killers, why they're there, what they're doing, why it's happening. So you kind of have to put all those things together and you do that through the movie or the main character does that through the movie. So he's he's trying to figure out what are all these contract killers on the train for? Yeah. The director of Bullet Train. His name is David I want to say Leitch, L-E-I-T-C-H. Leitch, but who knows? For the sake of argument, David Leitch, who made his directorial debut with John Wick, which is very actiony bloody, Uh huh. also has directed a spinoff from the Fast and Furious franchise. Originally, he was a stunt coordinator. Got his start in the business. Generally, he was a Brad Pitt stunt double. He looks very much... Okay. This is really funny. (laughs) It's like he was a stunt double primarily for Brad Pitt and Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh. And honestly, the dude looks like a combination of the both of them. (laughs) Really. I mean, he just looks like if Brad Pitt and Jean-Claude Van Damme had a child, it would look like this dude. Stuntman turned director. Mm -hmm. And my gosh, this movie is... Now that I know this, it does have a lot of well-done action and a lot of fight sequences and one-on-one interactions on this bullet train. Based on a screenplay from Zach, O-L-K-E-W-I-C-Z. Okowitz, something like that. Okay, Zach Okowitz. Based on a Japanese 2010 novel. Called Maria Beetle. Okay. But the translated version in the US and the UK is known as Bullet Train. Wow. <laughs> it's really interesting because the Brad Pitt character's code name for doing his job is Ladybug. Ah. And there's an interesting sort of story about Ladybug as it relates to Japanese culture that's told. Ah. Okay. There are a lot of, I want to say twists and turns, but it's more like you don't know. You you have a pretty good idea who the villains are and who the the heroes are.
1: The good hitmen and the bad hitmen, is that it? right?
0: <laughs> the oblivious hitmen. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah, I do. I do. What makes this funny also is the Brad Pitt hitman in the movie has kind of had a change of heart. He's like one of it's one of those movies where uh, it's like the the hitman is like eh, I don't know if I'm cut out for this business anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And. He goes to his locker before he gets on the bullet train. And the whole movie takes place, for the most part, on the bullet train itself. Uh One or two sequences off the bullet train in the station. He doesn't take a gun. Oh! (laughs) Eventually, he takes someone else's gun to use, but he doesn't because his mission is to grab this suitcase, get off the train.
1: Okay, it wasn't to kill somebody.
0: No, it wasn't actually to do that. He was just told to grab the suitcase and he's filling in for someone, too. It's like also there's, in his supplies, you didn't order that sleeping powder, did you? (laughs) Uh, No, no, not at all. He's got this sleeping powder, which becomes a Uh part of the plot. If you don't like those kind of movies, if you want cozy, this is not cozy. There are people bleeding from various orifices of their body.
1: Yeah. If it's a comedy sort of thing that's not bad
0: yeah it's but i mean it says it's a comedy and i think a lot of the comedic timing there are also two characters that i really like called tangerine and lemon
1: oh okay
0: and they have a mission where they're supposed to bring this uh notorious gangster's son back to him that's their general mission oh so a part of them being on the train is that but the character lemon he describes He he describes everyone by Thomas the Tank Engine characters.
1: (laughs) Okay, yeah.
0: He has a little pack of stickers that he uses to identify whether someone is a Thomas or a Diesel or whatever. Uh You know, it's one of the quirky sort of things about this movie that's kind of funny. Right. Right. I'd say it's worth checking out. Now. Yeah. That being said, I wouldn't call this a mystery movie. But oh. there are elements in it where Brad Pitt is going is trying to figure out as a part of interacting with people, but also through his handler, why these people are after him or uh, doing things. And you will see things that only you know, but the character doesn't.
1: Ah, uh, yes.
0: When you're talking about a mystery movie, do you want to be in the dark just like the character? Or would you rather see the details as they're occurring and then watch the character figure the stuff out.
1: I think I'd rather not know every once in a while. It's a good gimmick, Mm. you know, in a movie or a book or something. But for the most part, I'd rather not know and make my own decisions, you know, Mm. until we find out what the true answer is. Right. Um, Yeah. I think I, yeah.
0: You probably wouldn't know until you saw a good movie that's done it well kind of thing but
1: right right
0: but I think people want to be uh sometimes when they go to movies they want to be surprised yeah people have also said it's got a twist uh-huh it is a twist necessary for a mystery
1: it's not necessary I no don't think but it's, it is you know another nice thing okay sometimes it's a nice thing sometimes it's weird
0: or it's inappropriate or pointless
1: pointless yes
0: they put one in there just to kind of keep you on your toes or distract you even from the story. Right. Procedural. You said to me...
1: Before we bypass cozy mysteries, I just want to say, in my life, Mm -hmm. I didn't used to read cozies, particularly maybe one here and there, but I read crime books, I read... um, the Silence of the Lamb, Thomas Harris. I can't oh, think wow. of the name of the book The Silence of the Lambs came from. But yeah. that kind, I read that and a bunch of other ones like that. They're novels, but they, you know, I, I was reading those. And then eventually, and I read other books too, lots of different other books. But eventually I went to true crime. Okay. And I was, so it's not a matter of me going, oh, blood and guts. Oh, that's not it. It's just at this time in my life, I just want to be comforted. Okay. So, but I mean, I have read and enjoyed the others. Right. The other types, you know. Right. So I also read nonfiction in case you guys think I'm just sort of a...
0: Trashy romance novels?
1: No, that's where I draw the line. (laughs) (laughs) If I'm going to read trash, it's going to be something in a different genre.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. So would you consider procedurals? I mean, procedurals can focus on mysteries. Yes. But they also can focus on other things, right? It doesn't have to be a mystery. It's just the the day in the life of whoever. Do you make... I mean, that's the thing. When I hear procedural, my mind automatically goes to things like CSI. Right. But procedural can be other things. What are your thoughts on the procedural and how... It seems to be a part of a lot of mystery series, at least in the U.S. Is right. It's like it's almost true crime.
1: Uh, Yeah. Yes and no. It can be.
0: I mean, it's details, right?
1: Yeah. But usually there is some story around it, whether it's a mystery or not. There's a story around it. Otherwise, if you're just reading about first you have to do this. And then after you do this, you look in all these places. Uh, your research has to do, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, That would be pretty boring. Yeah. You know know how you like stories in your games. Right. Okay. I I would like stories in my procedurals.
0: And I think that's where the successful shows, like CSI, they had their characters and, you know, those are kind of enjoyable because you get to know the characters and their flaws and how they, you know, right. how they in- yeah. interact in you, certain f- situations.
1: You get invested in the personalities. Yes.
0: The procedural part is the details on how they do things. Right. It's how do they pull the fingerprints from whatever or what sort of method they use in this Right. Bones I think was a good one that I used to enjoy, but Oh yeah. Bones was I fun. I did too. Yeah. Yeah. But that was about the characters more than it was about the
1: I think most TV shows uh, and movies are characters and story the procedural part is just in there to give it a to tie it together kind i don't know
0: yeah a lot of people when they see a movie they seem to be pulled out of a story if it doesn't have enough realism oh yeah so perhaps the procedural part of this is to keep someone invested in the story maybe
1: yeah especially with csi
0: oh yeah if something was like, oh, that's not the way it's done, that can disengage someone from the story.
1: Right, right.
0: And and I see that all the time in movies. It's it's like even things that, it's obviously fiction. Yeah. That superhero movie where he does blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, that doesn't happen. Right. It's a superhero movie. It's like if you were to watch a cartoon and see someone drop the anvil on the person's head, you go, oh, they wouldn't be flat. <laughs> That's not realistic. It's like, uh, right, right. I don't right. think you understand. <laughs> so, giving up the procedurals are part of your mandate on cozy mysteries, essentially.
1: Uh, not necessarily, but I, yeah, I did them already. Yeah. Now, I, I should also say I like Scandinavian mysteries. Ooh. And a lot of Scandinavian mysteries are noirish.
0: Oh, okay. Okay.
1: Scandinavian noir is actually a subset. And I still read those. I started a long time ago, and okay. I still read those in between.
0: But those, those aren't cozy, is what you're saying? No. No.
1: Generally, no. Okay. Well, the girl with the dragon tattoo. Right. How cozy was that?
0: <laughs> exactly. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That is in that genre, that sort of the... Yes. Okay. Scandinavian, Scandinavian noir. Noir. Interesting. Are there a lot of meatballs and furniture in it?
1: <laughs> I don't know. There might. There might be.
0: The mystery of the poang. Oh,
1: yeah. Man, I didn't know what you were talking about for the longest time. <laughs> you talked about?
0: This. Yeah, I was referring to IKEA. Fine maker of semi-disposable Scandinavian furniture, as Andrew once called it. And it's stuck with me ever since.
1: Fine maker of pieces. Of furniture that then you put together.
0: Right. Do-it-yourself furniture. Yeah, that's right. With only graphics for instructions.
1: Uh-huh. You wouldn't understand Swedish, would you?
0: Well, I mean, these days, who cares, right? You've got your Google Translate app. All you'd have to do is just kind of, you know. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's not an issue anymore, not so much. Whereas before, if you got your instructions in Chinese, well, then you're kind of screwed. But yeah, thank you, phone. <laughs> Are there any memories that you have that you associate with mystery? Like memories or stories or things that you think of?
1: Not that I can think of. Do you mean like in my personal life?
0: Yeah. When we were younger, we used to read Encyclopedia Brown books. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You know, that was a cozy mystery. Yeah, yeah. Where you would learn about the detective Leroy Brown, Uh baddest man in the whole downtown. No, he's not that he's not that Leroy Brown. (laughs) Yeah, different. I seem to remember that Donald J. Sobel was the author of the Encyclopedia Brown books. One of them was co-written by someone else. But for the most part, they were all written by Donald J. Sobel. They were first published in 1963, which I don't remember. Yeah. But I do remember having some that I got in the 70s that were hardback That I used to read, and I used to think that that was interesting and fun. Yeah, and they were very short.
1: Right, that was uh, after my time of reading that kind of. Yeah, we we read Nancy Drew.
0: Nancy Drew. Oh yeah,
1: that was our girl detective.
0: (laughs) And then also occasionally the Hardy Boys.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That was the sexism. Of girls read Nancy Drew and boys read the...
1: Party Boys, yeah. But
0: they were still mysteries, yeah. That was the sexist line between the two of them.
1: Back in the 50s.
0: I do remember reading one or two Party Boys mysteries, but I think possibly... Yes. How very quickly you could read an Encyclopedia Brown story, which contained a different mystery in each little blurb ah uh, we well, more often than not bugs meanie was the culprit okay <laughs> i tell you bugs meanie man he was the main villain bugs meanie
1: yeah no mystery there
0: no no who did it bugs meanie but how right right and how do we pin this on bugs meanie
1: that's the mystery
0: it's the mystery
1: work backwards
0: yes yes There have been a couple of new movies with the girl who plays Eleven on uh, Stranger Things. Did you watch Stranger Things at all or no?
1: Oh, I did at the beginning. Yeah. I watched probably the first season.
0: Gotcha. Millie Bobby Brown, that is her name. And she is in two movies that are called Enola Holmes, which has to do with... Oh, yeah. Did you watch any of those? I haven't...
1: I watched the first one, yes.
0: Okay. Did you enjoy it?
1: Yeah, I did. I did. Even though it was fairly simplistic and, you know... I don't know. Some people might not like messing with Sherlock Holmes. Oh, the classic Sherlock Holmes. But nowadays, everybody's doing it.
0: Yeah, that was the thing too. With I remember the Sherlock Holmes movie with Robert Downey Jr. Do you remember that one?
1: Yeah. Yes, I do, but I can't pull it out of my head.
0: Who was? I'm trying to think of. It was uh, oh, Guy Ritchie. It was a Guy Ritchie. Oh, okay. The Guy Ritchie iteration where he used a whole bunch of guy Ritchieisms, i'm like everything in that movie it's like yeah that's that was obviously filmed by guy Ritchie, <laughs> kind of thing
1: i saw it i don't, just don't remember
0: the other thing i was going to say as far as memories involving the word mystery has to do with a movie uh that i remember seeing when i was younger and it had which at the time seemed to be one of the coolest computer animated sequences. Hmm. The movie written by Christopher Columbus, not that Christopher Columbus, but <laughs> Chris Joseph Columbus, person who is the director of poor Mrs. Doubtfire, Home Alone, oh. Adventures in Babysitting, which is, oh, that's a classic. For me, uh, Adventures in Babysitting. Okay, <laughs> that was his directorial debut. Was Adventures in Babysitting, but the one that I remember was very close to his start, mm-hmm. and he had sort of a—I I, want to say—relationship with steven spielberg steven spielberg saw one of his films that he made i believe in school oh uh, yeah and was really intrigued by it so he worked with him and chris columbus wrote gremlins <laughs> the, the movie gremlins oh. <laughs> he also wrote the goonies and this movie i want to talk about which is young sherlock holmes which was sherlock holmes as a teenager Directed by Barry Levinson. Uh One of the scenes I remember—it was a mystery as to what's going on with people who were dying. Right? They were. uh, It looked Uh like they were all committing suicide. One of the scenes where one of the characters was under the influence. Let's just say of of a drug Uh that made them hallucinate. Uh They were in a church, and the stained glass jumped out of the stained glass window. And it was a knight that had a sword uh-huh. and it kind of in the stained glass, the pieces walked towards uh-huh. the character uh-huh. with the sword looking menacing. When it passed the camera, you saw the back of it and it looked, you know, it was just, it, it was really neat the way they did. They did the whole. yeah Yeah. And it was computer animated. So that's a memorable sort of thing to me, yeah, as far as early computer animation. I was saying to myself, "Wow, that's so cool
1: yeah that's a, see that that doesn't sound familiar to me. I bet I never saw that.
0: I'll send you a clip. I'm sure there's a clip out there of the
1: yeah 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 i I saw young dr Frankenstein, I think I was, or whatever it was
0: <laughs> Young Frankenstein are you talking about young Frankenstein
1: doctor dr frankenstein
0: you mean frankenstein yeah (laughs) but anyway games let's go to games
1: no one more one more mystery
0: oh okay what's mystery
1: back in the day of everybody's schoolhood okay when you went to school Mm -hmm. there was always mystery meat
0: oh yeah the mystery meat
1: and it's Still a mystery. Exactly. Did they still have cafeterias in school that serve lunches? To I something? do not
0: know. There are government-funded programs that have things for school meals. So I'm guessing there are. Right. I'm sure there are. They might be handled a little bit differently now since the pandemic. But right. the school cafeteria, you were always suspicious.
1: Even if you ate it and you loved it, you know, it was still mystery meat.
0: <laughs> yes. Is that meat or cake? what is it? I don't know.
1: <laughs> that was my only other mystery. Yeah. The mystery, I, you know,
0: mystery meat. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. What's in there. That's a good yeah. one.
1: On to games.
0: Yes. Yeah. Do you have any mystery games that you've played? I know I've recommended a couple of mystery games to you recently. Yeah. One of which you can say it's sort of film noirish, Grim Fandango.
1: Oh, okay i have not tried
0: that okay grim fandango is by one of my favorite designers uh, video games of the game psychonauts also
1: aha yes
0: i want to say grim fandango was his first like him running the show came out in 1998 and it was directed wow. by tim Schafer at LucasArts, and recently Double Fine Games, which is Tim Schafer's game company, acquired the rights to it, and they did a remaster, which I bought for you a bunch of the other games that they remastered. Yes. But Grim Fandango is a really, really cool sort of adventure mystery game where you control the character Manny Calavera. Okay. He lives in the land of the dead and he's a travel agent. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. He meets a character named Mercedes Colomar in the underworld and kind of falls in love with her but is also trying to solve this mystery as a part of it. Uh-huh. And there's also a hilarious part where he goes to this a Day of the Dead which I'm guessing is every day. In the Day of the Dead. <laughs> but, right.
1: But it's right, like right. a
0: carnival with like floats like you would see in a Day of the Dead parade kind of thing. Yeah,
1: right, right, right.
0: And there is one of the characters who is making balloon animals. Yeah, yeah. And you <laughs> talk to him and you ask him to make all sorts of weird balloon animals. Like as a part of this whole uh-huh. uh, The joke is is if you uh, like clap or something, he pops the balloon with his bony fingers and he's like, yeah. But anyway... Um,
1: yeah yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, one of the ones that he makes, can you make a dingo? and it's like, oh, that's easy, You're trying to stump me, and then one's,, oh, what about Robert Frost <laughs> <laughs> and then and then he does, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> a profile of Robert Frost in balloon form. It's just you know just goofy, funny, weird. It gets a little darker at the end, but it's definitely worth checking out. I think you'll enjoy it, yeah, it's yeah, definitely yeah. more low tech than something like. Broken Age? Broken Age. Yes, thank you. Okay. The graphics, it's a 3D sort of representation of the same stuff that you saw in Broken Age, right? It's more like okay. you're walking okay. around in 3D environments, which can be disorienting for someone who hasn't done it before. Yeah. But it's definitely a really fun story. It's got some really funny parts, some really twisted parts in it, too.
1: It looks like a, it. Looks like a, as soon as I do all these things I'm responsible for in the next few days,
0: Um, I'll try it. Okay. That is one of the games that I remember playing. Also being a fanboy of Tim Schafer, I had to mention it. Yes. We've got that. And then also, it's the same company, LucasArts, also put out this game called Sam and Max, which is sort of about freelance detectives. And it's a a dog and a rabbit, cartoon dog and a rabbit who have to solve a mystery. It's a point and click adventure. Like Grim Fandango. Uh huh. Uh huh. But the characters, Sam and Max, are very unique. The dog is the detective, and Max, the tiny little bunny looking thing, uh-huh. is the muscle.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> of course. Of course.
0: The cute little bunny is the thing that you got to worry about.
1: Right. Well, I, I love anthropomorphic stuff.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sam and Max is funny. I don't know if they have it on. The iPads, because I think someone bought the rights to the Salmon Max series. And I think maybe the the person who wrote it originally had the rights to it, too. There was a company called Telltale Games that had the rights to it for a while. You can find the Salmon Max games on Steam. If you have a PC, you might be able to play them on there. But it's really, really funny, unique characters. It's a buddy picture. It's a buddy mystery. So anyway,
1: okay,
0: okay. And there's Sasquatches involved. Ooh.
1: They're <laughs>
0: in, in the original. But the bunny the, takes care of them. The bunny can take care of pretty much anything. There's also the largest ball of twine.
1: Ah. Part
0: of solving this mystery is going cross country.
1: I was going to say, is that in Kansas or something?
0: (laughs) I don't know if there's actually the largest ball of twine.
1: Yes, there is. Oh, is there? It's a tourist attraction. Well, there was. I don't know. I don't know if it's still around. Yeah, it was a tourist attraction. Yes.
0: Huh. It was one of those Route 66 things?
1: No, I don't know if it was or not, but it was sort of in the middle of the country, I think. Okay. That's, like I said, Kansas.
0: I'm going to look it up because I'm very interested.
1: I know. And then you're going to prove that I'm wrong.
0: No, you're right. (laughs) It is in Kansas.
1: Oh, wow.
0: In Cocker City, Kansas, the world's largest ball of twine. Jesus. As of 2014, 1.6 million feet of twine. Let me see if it's referenced here. Oh, yeah. The computer game Salmon Max Hit the Road Ah. has the world's largest ball of twine, as one of the attractions you visit in the game. I remember that. I think they unwind the ball of twine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's to solve a puzzle, so it's totally fine.
1: Right, 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 right. That's funny. Yeah,
0: so yeah, you're right.
1: My trivia skills are, you know, right up there.
0: Yeah, you got it. That was probably the inspiration for that game, was the all the different strange roadside attractions.
1: Right, and there are. Oh, yeah.
0: And then the other thing I wanted to say, as far as games were concerned... The game Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, is a series of games that the character is solving mysteries, but he is an attorney, which doesn't make any sense really when you think about it. Yeah. Because <laughs> the attorney doesn't actually have to solve the murder mystery, but he questions the subject and he visits the sites and, and so on and so forth to to solve the mystery of the person that Is being accused of murder or whatever. And it's sort of, yeah, it's sort of an interactive fiction kind of thing, but with a little bit more depth. But as part of the discovering who the perpetrator of the thing is, Uh you have to question them in court and you have to bring up evidence that was found. And so it's, you know, it's a fun little, I would say, a kid's game in general, even though it might not be. Right. It would definitely be a cozy mystery.
1: Now, what's the what's the name of it again?
0: It's called Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney.
1: I never got a a, a thing from you.
0: I think it was a long time ago I sent it to you.
1: Oh, okay. So I probably did watch it and uh, just forgot about it. But I can tell you about the biggest ball of yarn in Kansas.
0: Yeah. Twine.
1: I know. It's not yarn. I know that.
0: The biggest ball of yarn in Kansas is something else. Yeah. <laughs> Have you heard about the thing in Arizona? The thing? Yes, it is the thing. It's not the super creepy horror movie. Okay, that's by what I was Carpenter. wondering. Yeah. No, it's not that. Although maybe some people uh, come to 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 see if it's that, but no, no. Hoping? Yeah, right. Yeah, the thing. It's just something that they. It's like you saw the thing. It's just something in a tent. It's like one of those things where you go co- go to the carnival or the um the fair, and it's like yeah. See the monkey with seventeen heads, or, or whatever. It's kind of right, like that. right, right. But yeah, it's in Arizona. If you want to see well, it, something when you're for out me here, to do. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: put it on my to-do list.
0: I think you should keep at the top of your to-do list. Play games with Ben
1: and do a podcast.
0: Do a podcast too. Yeah, at least. Yes, at least one, if not seventeen. <laughs>
1: yeah, right.
0: So Phoenix raid Ace Attorney. You're solving mysteries as a part of the game, right? Right. I sort of alluded to the fact that it's a visual novel series, but as a part of this, you're doing actual video game things to essentially figure out the story. You're finding objects and then you're using deductive reasoning in your questioning of various people to get them to admit to the crime on the stand, therefore clearing your client. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which happens all the time in court.
1: Perry Mason. Oh, it yeah, that's true. To...
0: <laughs> that's true, Perry Mason. Yeah. Yep. Shu Takumi is the person who created Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, the series. He worked for Capcom, and Ace Attorney is what he's best known for. He worked on a lot of the action-oriented games. Like, he worked on Dino Crisis, Dino Crisis 2, and Resident Evil 2, Okay. But Phoenix Wright was basically his baby. And then after they created that for the Nintendo DS, which is the double screen that has one display screen uh-huh. and one touchpad that is also a display screen, the next game that he made was Ghost Trick Phantom Detective.
1: Okay. That I have. Okay. Ghost Trick.
0: Yeah. I I sent you that because it's a free, you can, you can play the first chapters to, to, yeah. Um, which I'm guessing you haven't played it yet, but it's,
1: (laughs) you know, me well,
0: (laughs) it's more game-like, right? It's not like a, an interactive fiction sort of game. It's an adventure game Uh where you have to figure out puzzles to basically change the outcomes of certain things. And also, yeah the bigger mystery as you're saving people from this evil person or whatever is you're changing their fates and uh, you're also changing your own and figuring out who you were and why you were murdered. Oh, you start the game and you're dead. Okay. But you're a ghost and you can travel into objects and make them do things. Ah. You're limited in the amount of space when you play it, you'll find out, but it's, you can, can drag a line between objects and then activate the object, which will make it move somehow. Like, let's say you have a folding chair. Well, uh-huh. the folding chair, if you unfold it, will allow you to get to another object that you need to manipulate in order to solve the puzzle kind of thing. Uh. The other main power that you have is if there's a body that's not unconscious, okay. which I don't know what the... That's a confusing part. If it's not unconscious, Mm -hmm. if it's unconscious, you can't talk to it. But if it isn't unconscious, if it's dead, then you can totally talk to it. Oh, okay. Okay. When you inhabit the body, you can't inhabit your own body, but you can inhabit other people's bodies. And what you do is you can have a conversation with them while you're in the body. And then your power is you rewind time by four minutes. You solve the puzzle to get certain things to happen and to interrupt whoever the character is who's eliminating these people or trying to kill them or whatever, thus changing their fate. That
1: sounds pretty good.
0: It's actually really fun. I have it for the iOS myself. I bought the the game. But recently, which is really an interesting sort of announcement, it was announced uh, on a Nintendo Direct that they're going to make it for the PlayStation 4 and the... Nintendo Switch. So there's a version, ah. which is like a remastered version of this game that's coming out. It was praised as a game and it was different after Shu Takumi had made the previous Ace Attorney games. It's like, well, this is kind of a one trick pony. We can do another one, but I want to do something different. And that's where he came up with this phantom detective puzzle solving game. Based on a book series that he read as a child, high definition remaster is scheduled for release on Nintendo Switch, PlayStation Four, Windows, Xbox One in mid 2023. Ah, okay. If you want those high end graphics on something that's obviously a cartoon, <laughs> yeah, you can yeah. wait for that. But I'm, I'm sure
1: somebody does.
0: Well, I'm, I mean, there are fans. I mean, that's the thing. If you've got one system, yeah. And you're a fan of this. I mean, it's also one of those things where it wasn't super duper popular. It didn't connect like Ace Attorney connected with people. Uh-huh. So it did, wasn't given its its due, I think, as far as it should have been more popular based on how much fun it was. But yeah, hmm. it's it's really an interesting sort of puzzle-y game. Yeah. The original, oh, originally the game was called Ghost Spy. Oh, okay. But it doesn't make, well, I mean, is he a spy? Is he not? I don't know. Yeah. We were working on, okay, so here's a quote from Shu. We were working on the third Ace Attorney and figured it was time to start thinking about the next thing. So I came up with a plan to make a new type of mystery, something different in a style from Ace Attorney. The game was originally Ghost Spy, later renamed Ghost Trick, The Phantom Detective. It also reminds me of a, you know, Choose Your Own Adventure books.
1: Oh, yes. Yes.
0: There was a series called Interplanetary Spy, which is basically puzzles. Okay. It kind of reminds me. It's just it's that kind of thing. It's a puzzle book series where you do puzzles to yeah. unlock things. I would have mentioned Professor Layton, that series, but that's basically right. you're solving a mystery through puzzles. I want to hold on to that one because I'm hoping eventually you'll play that too because you like puzzles.
1: Yeah. yeah. I wrote it down.
0: That's good. That's That's a step. You yep. Yeah, it's right. a step baby steps. You'll get to it after your taxes are done. <laughs> so that is all I have to say about games and the word mystery. So I guess now it's time to wrap up the wrap up the mystery show in the most mysterious way possible.
1: Oh, I don't know how that would be.
0: That, that would be pretty mi- yeah i don't know how that would be either but let's just do the do it like let's do it the predictable way instead
1: all right that's better
0: that's better what are your closing thoughts on the word mystery
1: um i i like them <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay
1: when you were talking about the games the uh, ghost detective and and those yeah um there was a series i i read a series of books i read by a German author, uh-huh. uh, I don't know, 10 years ago or something, next door, morgue drawer number four, stuff like that. Okay. And it's about somebody who dies, and they wake up. There's still, you know, the, skeleton, the body's still there, but but they want to find out who killed him and why. Yeah. And and so he and he can talk to a couple of people, can hear him. Okay. Just okay. a couple. Yeah, but it's hilarious. It's good, but it's hilarious. Okay. This the person who wrote this funny guy. There's five in the series. What is, What is the name of the series again? Morg drawer. drawer. Morgue,
0: morgue. morgue like drawer.
1: Morg. Morg.
0: Morg. Like the place where dead. Gotcha. Not more. Morg. Morg drawer. I'm gonna look it up really here. Yeah. 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 Morg drawer series. There we go. Also, a lot of audio books. I want to see who the author is. You're not telling me the author. Yuda Prophet. Yuda Prophet. 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 I don't know how to say it. Yes. Yeah. Yuda and, Prophet. And Eric
1: Mackey. Okay. But Yuda Prophet is who you always... Oh, Eric Mackey is probably the translator because it's German.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. But you said so. you said uh, Do Not Enter is the one that you watched or listened, book four, right? more drawer book for no
1: oh i i read all of them
0: oh okay okay so they're worth
1: they're on kindle okay
0: they're worth reading
1: i think so because there's because they're funny
0: okay read them more for the humor or more for the mystery or both both okay
1: it is a mystery and and the guy couldn't do it the dead guy couldn't do it himself so they put a couple of people who can understand him. one of them's a policeman right and i don't know the other one might be the more the coroner yeah can't remember.
0: That's kind of a, a formula sort of thing where it's like you've got... Yeah. That reminds me of a show called I, Zombie, where there was a person who worked in a morgue who was a zombie. Ah. And that was perfect because they could eat the brains.
1: Yeah. Yeah, right. right. And no one would know. Yeah, right, right.
0: The zombie character worked with a police officer to solve mysteries. Ah. They would bring the person who got murdered in. She would eat their brains and then inherit some of their qualities. So it was like, oh, yeah, so the actress would, you know, inherit some insights of what the character did, who the character knew, but it wasn't a full picture. It would just be helpful for the police officer to know this. So there's just a lot of comedy to be had by the zombie who's acting like this person. But yeah, anyway, that's what that reminds me of. But it is similar. Morgue drawer, huh? Okay. That's that's your closing thought. My my closing thought yeah, is, is is mystery. It's fun and interesting to solve mysteries. That's that's all I have.
1: However. However, once you solve them, once you solve the mystery,
0: they're no longer mysteries.
1: Mysteries. Yeah.
0: They are knowledge.
1: Deep. Deep. Yeah.
0: From deep mysteries thought. to knowledge. That's a great way to stop the show. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Nora, for joining me. I really appreciate it. Yes,
1: it was such a pleasure.
0: <laughs> that And that's no mystery. It is not. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the Too Vague Podcast. My name is Ben. And I'm Nora. And we've been your hosts. Have a wonderful night. Bye.